and we're back, people. We are back. Your favorite. How many times I got to clap until you know I'm telling the truth when I say that? Your favorite <laughs> sports podcast, Roman the Airways, Rolling with Ramos, is back. I happen to be the one that holds the last name Ramos. I, I would like to specifically thank for my daddy for that one. My Ramos in heaven, I love you and I miss you every day. It's been a long two years. You can see that, but I love you so much. Episode 117. We told y'all we're going to bring two bangers to y'all each week. And we're doing it. I hope you're enjoying this. This is 117.2, as Tristan does so eloquently. Whereas you I like how you did that, block partner. I like how you did that. <laughs> Episode 117, we sticking to the same guy as we pay homage to the guy that wore number 17. If you missed the numbers that we had until we got to 100, we're just recircling back. Episode 117.2, the Jayhana. Please get dizzy. The Dizzy Edition. And not to be outdone, not to be shaken. This is his last show. His little babycation. We gotta we gotta bring somebody new into this world. He gotta take a break. He'll be back. I'm crying. I'm not gonna cry I'm a thug. So they can see. But uh you'll be back within the next three weeks. But Tristan, the star, another day, baby. Yeah, it's another day, another day. It's the last day for me. Um, you know, getting ready for my little princess to come into the world. So I got to make sure her and the missus are all good. So I got to, you know, do my daddy duties and husband duties, but uh, I'm not going to be too far. Um, I'll probably still be commenting if I hear something crazy going on. I'll be commenting and giving my opinion. Uh, so I won't be too far away. Just won't see my face for a little bit. I'm freaking out because you hear my voice. He handles everything. So I'm alone these next couple of weeks, but I'll take care of it. If you miss last, if you miss Tuesday, Michael Loud Jr. will be filling in. Oh, this will be pretty interesting. And don't worry about it. It's still Ramos and friends. I'll have a couple guests for you too. Speaking right. of guests, I'm glad his people called my people and I was able to get through the line because <laughs> this guy is, is a great guy, uh, NABJ per, uh, person. Tristan already says he starts trouble. Let's see how much trouble he starts on rolling with Ramos. He is yeah. the host of Mark My Word. I'm going to hold you to that. And he's a sports columnist. <laughs> you, you've seen him around doing things on Undisputed. He's worked for Fox Sports 1. Mark Gunnels, you are rolling with Ramos. Welcome, my good man. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. And congrats on your little one, man. I just had my son uh, last year, so I know how oh, it is. Congrats. Man. Yeah. Congrats, Congrats on that, first. Yeah. Appreciate it, appreciate it, man. Yeah, no problem, bro. But yeah, I'm glad, to, glad to be here. Glad to have you guys. You guys have great energy. So let's get to it. Yep. Protect <laughs> the dads, especially protect black fathers. We, we can't do that enough. Anyways, we start. We have to. We have to uh, start again with sports and society because sports yeah. and society go hand in hand, as we all know it. I don't know why you try to say sports has nothing to do with politics. That doesn't work in this world. It didn't work when Muhammad Ali was here, as you can see. I don't know why you're telling this day and age that it doesn't work. What is your problem? But anyway, we're picking up where we left off because, Mark, we haven't talked to you about it yet. But the first first off, offhand, the verdict, Derek Chauvin, how did you feel about it? And what does how does sports play importantly in that role? We talked about the other night about how the NBA was preparing 
for postponements. They did not have to prepare for that now. Everybody went to work a little happy, but more of using their platform. So one, how did you feel about it? And what did it do for sports? Uh, I mean, obviously it was a relief to know that justice was served. Uh, you know, but the main thing to me is it's not time to celebrate. We still have a long way to go because the fact that a lot of us, I'm pretty sure you guys probably relate to this as well. Before the verdict happened, I was still nervous. Yeah. Like I was still questioning like what's going to happen when it should have been obvious. Like he had his knee on that man's neck for nine and a half minutes, but we were still had it. We still had anxiety and we're anxious, like, because we're used to seeing these things not play in our favor. So, you know, it was a good sign that justice has been served. We're still waiting on the sitting scene. So uh, it's not fully done yet, but, you know, it's a good sign, and hopefully we have a few of these in a row, you know, where we get just the serve. We still have other things coming up, obviously, in Minnesota once again. Uh, and then we have another incident in Ohio that just happened as well. So we'll see how these things play out in the future, but it's a good sign. As far as sports goes, yeah, they go hand in hand for sure. I mean, like you said, it goes back to Muhammad Ali. I mean, back then, the Olympics – you know, we all know about the raising the black fist, you know what I'm saying? So this thing goes way back as sports and politics goes. And I think it played a big role because I think in the past year or so since this pandemic, especially after George Floyd, we've really seen like these black athletes truly take a bigger stand and showing that they're not afraid to not play or, you know, lose some money or something like that, because that's how you really hit their pockets, these owners, you know what I'm saying? Because if you're not playing, there's no revenue. So, and I truly believe if this George Floyd situation went the other way, they would still not be playing NBA basketball this week right now as we speak. Yeah, we all were nervous because we're used to the wrong thing happening. Speaking of the wrong thing happening, I know you've been looking at the news, Mark, and me and Tristan and Mike talked about this the other day. We thought somebody made the stupidest decision about what they decided to put on Twitter in solidarity. However, we must be mistaken because apparently it wasn't that bad and the repercussions weren't what we think that thought we was going to be. George, According to the Las Vegas Review Journal, George Floyd's family responds to Raiders' I Can Breathe tweet. Philanese Floyd, the brother of George Floyd, said on Wednesday he has no issues with the Raiders' social media message posted shortly after Minneapolis police officer Derek Chauvin was found guilty on all three accounts for his murder of George Floyd. In a statement, statement Philanese Floyd released on Wednesday, the family expressed thanks to the Raiders and owner Mark Davis for the support shown in the tweet. On behalf of our family, I would like to extend our deepest gratitude to the Las Vegas Raiders organization and its leadership for their support of our family and for our nation's ongoing pursuit of justice and equality and equality for all. Now more than ever, we must come together as one and continue on in this fight. For the first time in almost a year, our family has taken a breath. And I know that goes for so many across the nation and globe as well. Let's take this breath together in honor of my big brother who couldn't. Let's do it for George. Davis and the Raiders created a social media firestorm in the aftermath of the tweet with some people misinterpreting its intentions. Davis took full responsibility for the message and while expressing sorrow if he had offended the family, 
didn't feel the need to apologize for the statement or take it down, given its intended supportive nature. In fact, Davis said he took the lead from Philonese Floyd, who declared on behalf of the family after the verdicts were reached. Today, we are able to breathe again. Now, I played devil's advocate the other night, and I told you, I think they were trying to say we can finally breathe again. Mark, your initial reaction to the Raiders tweet, now it's flipped to something good. Is it still a good thing? Were they still wrong for what they did, despite what the family comes out and says? Um, you know, so this is a tough situation because who am I to speak for the family? You know, if they say they're not offended, how can I be offended? But at the same time, my guy Shannon Sharp made a good point this morning on Undisputed and said, this is not their battle to fight, the Floyd family. So them, them making that statement is just like, you know what? We're not even going to get into a battle with you because that's not the right fight to fight anyway with yeah. the owner of the Raiders. Like, that's it's pointless. So that was a very classy thing for them to say, but I still believe it was a poor timing, and I think they executed it wrong still. And But like I said, at the end of the day, if they say they're not offended, then let's just move on. But I still think it was in poor taste at the time, though. Not saying they did it. I don't think they did it intentionally to make yeah. it poor taste, but the execution was just very, very poor to me. I used to have a teacher that would talk about our projects in communications class, and she would say, you had the right outfit on, then you got down to the shoes and it just didn't work. And I think that's just what we're talking about here. 30, but this is my thing, though. Tristan and Mark, 32 teams in that though. Nobody said nothing. And here goes the Raiders. Like, sometimes, like you said last night, the other night, Tristan, silence is golden. How much more golden would it have been at this point in time? And not have even gotten us to this point. Yeah, I mean, you know, my my uh, my opinion of it still stands. I mean, I just feel like, uh, like I said, I don't think it was ill intent, but I also don't believe that it was the right thing to do. Um, I think it would have resonated even it probably would have resonated better if it came from the Minnesota Timberwolves, the Minnesota Vikings. You know, uh, it, I feel like it would have mattered then because it was in their city. It was in their, you know, it was home. It was home. For the Raiders, all the way over there in Las Vegas, I just felt like it was just, it was just wasn't the right call. But, again, you know, the, if the Floyd family endorses it and says it was fine, I have nothing else to critique on it because as long as at, at the end of the day, the only feeling that matters with it is theirs. And if they're cool with it, then you know, let it be. Last time I was in LA, a good friend of mine, we were driving on this particular highway. And you know, he's showing me around. I'm enjoying the sights and sounds. And he says, This is the highway where the Bronco was on. I said, what Bronco are you talking about? You know that highway they was chasing OJ. And you know, that was a monumental moment for me because I was on the highway that they were chasing OJ Simpson, or you feel me? I thought that was, I thought that was like, wow. I even took a picture of us driving down the road. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> OJ, the juice. Somebody that probably shouldn't be saying nothing about a verdict. Somebody that probably shouldn't be saying nothing about wielding a knife or anything of that sort. We got another case in Ohio. LeBron James tweets, accountability. We moving on to Micaiah Bryant now. You're next. 
he still he's deleted it. OJ Simpson has something to say about it. And he even defended the officer. And he has something to say to the king. Mark, is it okay for OJ to speak? What we got, what we think about this one? Oh man, that's tough. Um I mean uh, the juice is loose, baby. And he got loose on the cat. I mean, honestly, I think he's I think he can speak. I mean, obviously, I know his situation that happened years ago. It doesn't it doesn't come off as somebody that you want to listen to in a situation like this, and I get that. But I still think he he has the right to speak on anything he wants to. Now we don't have to listen to him. <laughs> we don't have to take his word for anything, but yeah, he can he can speak on it if he wants to. I don't have no problem with that. Is is, is OJ when he does speak? Is he like the Kanye of sports now? Like, wait a minute, Juice. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know if he's a Kanye. That's an interesting analogy. I don't know. I don't know about that. Tristan, you're shaking your head. The Juice should have kept his mouth shut, right? Y'all know the scene. Y'all remember the scene in Black Panther when when old boy was trying to talk. And they were like, they were like, ooh, ooh, you cannot speak. That's how I was listening to OJ. You cannot speak, OJ Simpson. Because you you got you might have got away. I know the cultural thing to say is that OJ didn't do it. I I get it. I get it. But sir, you might have gotten away with some stuff. You are not in a position at all to say anything about any kind of uh, murder, killing, and nothing. You you can't say nothing. Listen, when you got out of jail, they told you all we want you to do is keep your mouth shut. The first time you got out, you you made a book called "If I Did It." They they, they were trying to get you away from that. Just keep your mouth shut and be an old man. That's it. Don't do nothing else. Don't say nothing. Be on the golf course. You know, just just do your little do. If if you get invited to a charity event, do that. If the Buffalo Bills want you to come out and sign some footballs, you do all that. Don't say anything. Don't even come near this at all. When I saw that, I, said, I laughed so hard when I saw that video of OJ. I said, "You got some nerve, sir." You. Got some nerve. How much more? <laughs> If they reopen his case, just for him open up his just for him saying something. Just for him saying something. I couldn't I couldn't believe it. OJ needs to keep his mouth shut. There's a, there's a couple of NFL legends that need to keep their mouth shut in, at this matter. How come nobody can ever do something and get over it and you got you got through it? Go to an island somewhere and just cool. Like and just, just come back and they wouldn't see me. Until they needed to see me. That's right. If, if I got a, if, if if something, if I got away with something, like you wouldn't listen. Thank you, law enforcement. I'm gonna go to Mexico and enjoy the rest of my life. I'm gonna chill out. <laughs> I'm gonna just chill out. I don't want no problems. I don't want no problems. I mean, just keep just keep his mouth. Just keep your mouth shut, OJ. Don't put your snow bunnies every once in a while. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Do your thing, Juice. Just, just keep this from being loose. But hey, everybody has an opinion. Everybody can have an opinion. Speaking of opinions, this takes us to the NFL as we continue to mosey on down the NFL because that was just NFL news a little bit. The NFL draft is tonight. Tristan, Mark, well, Mark, this is kind of like Christmas for Tristan. Luckily, she wasn't born tonight, right, Tristan? 
Let her wait. Anyways, guys, the NFL draft, Cleveland, it rocks tonight because this is where all your NFL prospects are going to come into play. Shout out to Trevor Lawrence, the, the, the undeniable number one pick at this point in time, right? Fellas, pros, cons, what you looking to see, what you're not looking to see. Sports, college sports in a minute with Tristan. Is it here too? What y'all looking forward to in the NFL draft? Mark, you're a guest first. Tristan, you got a roll set. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So we know Trevor's going to go number one for sure. I'm looking forward to see these quarterbacks, like the order of it, because after Trevor, it's pretty wide open after that. I mean, most people believe that Zach Wilson will go number two to the Jets, but I still have a little bit of doubt there. Could be Justin Fields. You still got Trey Lance, Mac Jones. I mean, this is one of those interesting drafts. I haven't really seen one where you have so many quarterbacks that are potentially going all in the top ten. Like, I don't. Th I can't remember the last time we've seen five quarterbacks going to top ten. Like, that's pretty rare, at least uh, from what I can remember. So, I think it's very interesting because all these guys have different traits, and you know, with Justin Fields. You know, he's a little bit more athletic. He ran a 4-4. Mac Jones, more of a statue back there, but very, very accurate. Trey Lance, super mobile, very physical, strong. Kind of has a little Cam Newton, Mahomes in him. And then you got Zach Wilson, who they compare to Patrick Mahomes right now. So it's a very interesting dynamic after Trevor Lawrence. So I think if one guy slips, it could really – just kill the whole draft. Like, if one guy just free falls, the draft can be a, a complete crapshoot. I mean, it could be Justin Fields. It could be Trey Lance, Mac Jones. So, I'm looking forward to see the quarterback carousel for sure. Mac Jones, once I saw that pick, and they're talking about taking him number three to San Francisco, I'm thinking to myself, they make quarterbacks in, in, in Alabama? But, <laughs> but who am I to judge? You know what I'm saying? That ain't my thing. But uh, we're talking about a lot of offense, Mark. What defensive guys are you looking forward to see making their way, making their splash in the draft? Uh, the guy I really like is Patrick Sertan. I think he's the best cornerback in the in the draft for, by far. Uh, speaking of Alabama, Alabama guy. And I think uh, as far as fit for him, I think he should go to Dallas. I think Dallas should get him at number 10. I think it makes too much sense. You bring a guy with some pedigree there. His dad played in the league. I think he's NFL ready. They obviously need some defensive help there in Dallas. Shout out to Ashley Baker. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I really like him a lot. He has good ball skills, good instincts. I just think he's really NFL ready. He has good size. So I really like him a lot. Tristan, your thoughts as well. And let's take it down 95 South, shall we? What are you looking for the Washington football team to do? Um, well, you know, with the with the draft, with the draft coming up, um, one, I, I don't I don't remember the last time I saw a number one pick be so certain. Um, even when Andrew Luck was coming out, there were still some talks, you know, the, of the Colts might be doing something different. But with Trevor Lawrence, it was just like, yeah, Jacksonville's getting him. He's going number one next. Like, we didn't even think of – we haven't talked about the number one pick. I haven't thought about the number one pick at all, which is uh, so crazy. Um but with these quarterbacks, I think the thing that makes the, the team so nervous is that you can really hit or miss with everyone, with all of them, outside of Trevor Lawrence, really. 
Um, you can hit or miss with Justin Fields. You can hit or miss with Trey Lance. You can hit or miss with uh, Zach Wilson. You can hit or miss with Mac Jones. Um, but you know that they're going to go high. Teams have done what they needed to do to make them go high. So it's not it's not a matter if they're going to go high as when, and then you just one of them is going to fall. You, you just you're not after the Falcons, maybe even after the Broncos. If there's a quarterback that gets past six with the Broncos, they're going to fall because there's other teams need other things than the quarterback position. Um, as far as for what I want Washington to do, um, you know, I have my sights set on a linebacker, but the more I've watched some stuff on him and uh, and what I've been hearing as far as his evaluation, I'm not completely sold. I think best case scenario for Washington, unless someone falls that is like a can't miss, like you just can't not pick that person, like an offensive lineman or one of the quarterbacks or um, – one of the receivers, if, if someone falls down to 19 some kind of way, then you got to take them. If not, then I'm all for Washington trading back that 19th pick, getting a collection of picks and really boosting um, that roster and maybe getting a quarterback in day two, day three. If, if the, the one I like is Davis Mills from Stanford. I'm a big fan of him. If we can nab him in day two in the second round, I think he's somebody that you could sit him develop him and he can be really good for us so um you know i'm looking forward to seeing you know how that looks um you know the draft is being uh next thursday and throughout the weekend um if baby girl wants to get here i'm gonna have my cell phone at the hospital on my ipad and uh i'm gonna be tuned in regardless so um we're gonna see we're gonna see how that shakes out but um. Yeah, definitely. Would prefer Washington that. The umbilical cord at the time, like they took who? Listen, I just, want, I just want her to if she, as long as if she can sit, sit in labor during the draft, that's fine. You know, if we ain't got to push during that time, I just need to get through night one. Just if I get through night one, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> Welcome to the rest of your life of, of trying to stall a kid. Anyway, listen, listen, my daughter's gonna be a big football fan because we're, we're I'm gonna have her right here in my arm, and we're gonna be watching football when the games are on. When is she yeah. due? Hey, listen, uh, how you think, the next, how you next think I became couple weeks, next few weeks. Okay. Okay. How you think I became who I am? From what the legend has it, my there friend used to hold me in his arms and watch the game. Who knew? There you go. Anyways. Speaking of quarterbacks in the Washington on the Washington football team, we all know Alex Smith fellas just retired, right? Right. News comes out today that he's still talking junk about right. the Washington football team. The only people they gave him a shot, and he's still claiming he wasn't treated fairly. Mark Tristan, is there something we missing here? Um, I mean, I believe him. I mean, if it's come from Alex Smith, I have no reason not to believe him because. He's never been in any controversy before. Uh, obviously, I know him very well being a Kansas City uh, native myself. Uh, so we definitely hold him in high regard there. Uh, without him, Patrick Mahomes probably isn't the player that he is this early. He took him under his wing. So we definitely respect and honor Alex Smith a lot. So, I mean, it's bizarre to me because, like I said, from the Alex Smith that I know, He's very reserved. He's very to himself. He's a hard worker. He puts his hard hat on, and he just plays football. So if if he is saying this, there is some truth to that. <laughs> Trust and believe. And are we really going to doubt 
a team that's owned by Daniel Snyder. Like, are we really going to question that? Like, I'm definitely on Alex Smith's side on this. I will say this. For the first time in a long time, we did not see Daniel Snyder all year. And that's because Ron Rivera did his job and did what he expected to do and just say, stay up there and, make the, and sign them checks. Let me handle what's going on in this field. So we kept Dan Snyder out of the, out of the way. So, Tristan, we've talked about this a couple of times. He's repeatedly been saying the same thing. And after a while, you got to start believing the rumblings. And now he's still attacking them after retirement. You're buying it now. I'm, I'm, I'm going to need Adam Schefter to get a hold of this. Because Adam I bought Schefter it the, is like outside the lines. Like, I, I, bought it, I bought it the last time. I, 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 he has no reason to lie. My issue is what? what's the purpose? You literally... You literally had one leg. Who else was going to take a chance for you to be on their roster, not let alone play, for you to be on their roster? Like, it was a whole new regime. They could have found a way to get out your contract. It was a whole new regime. New coach, new coaching staff that did not, they didn't, they weren't the ones that brought you in, Alex. They weren't the ones that paid you that money. They came in and inherited you with that horrific injury. And so for everything that you've done, it's amazing. I want them to name the, the Comeback Player of the Year award after you for what you for what you did. Absolutely. But they didn't owe you anything. To, that's, that's my problem. It's not that I don't believe him. It's that he just sounds like as if they owed him something. They didn't owe you anything. They didn't owe you to be on the roster. They could have cut you. They didn't owe you to 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 uh uh have you play. They could have found somebody else. Look what we did when you got injured. We were picking people up off the street. Mark Sanchez, Josh Johnson. We were picking up everybody. So they didn't have to put you in. But they were like, look, he's good enough to play. The doctors cleared him. Let's put him on the field. And you had a great you had a great year by the standards of, of what your body was able to handle. And then after at the end of the season, they looked at it, they saw what happened in the Steelers game. They saw how your leg how your how your leg was. And they were just like, we don't know if we can we can, you know, can you handle six seventeen games now? Can you handle a seventeen game season? And then you went out to free agency and you tried to find another job somewhere. And even your your old coach, your coach that made you the number one overall pick from Utah, Urban Meyer, y'all didn't even come to turn to sign to sign the contract for you to even be a backup. Like so, you ultimately retired. Because that no one else wanted to take a chance on that leg. That's all I'm saying for Alex. I believe what he's saying, but I'm just like, when you look at the circumstance, what did you really want them to do? How did you want them to treat you? Because any bad twist or turn, that leg will be completely broken. And we're right back at square one. Or it could have been worse and it could have been amputation. What'd you say? I said it could have been worse and it could have been an amputation. So it just, it, it could have, a lot of things could have gone wrong. I know for me as a fan, I held my breath every time he stepped on the field. I held my breath every single time. Every time he got tackled, I held my breath. Because you just, if you saw the docuseries and what that leg looked like, there's no way he should have stepped foot on a football field. That was a miracle in itself. When we talk about, fellas, when we talk about the praise or what's going on in Alex's head of what he didn't get from the organization, as a fan, 
I hold him to the highest regard because he's yes. been, he was the most consistent thing we've seen in a long time in that position. And what he did for the did for the Washington football team as far as morale and actually having an offense that could subside in a defense. I mean, you, 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 it doesn't get no better than Alex Smith. And, and at that part of his career, having so much on his shoulders, so much riding on what's, what people said he couldn't. He, not only did he take a team that couldn't somewhere, he, he showed that he can. So I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of baffled. But how much, Mark, um, and then this is where we end, and Tristan, you can follow up. That last game, that Philly game, the game that the, the, the game to get into the, the game to get into the playoffs. How much did, did that leave a sour taste in his mouth? Because he spoke about it a couple of times. Yeah, I mean, clearly left a, a big sour taste in his mouth. Um, yeah, it, all this is really surprising to me, like I said before, because he's not one to to speak out like this, especially numerous of times. So it just makes me really wonder, like, what was going on? Like, I, I have no idea what was going on behind closed doors there, but there's something that – definitely left him with a bitter taste in his mouth, even after what should be a celebratory moment. I mean, he retired. He had a very good career. He obviously had the greatest comeback we've ever seen, probably in sports history. So he's forever going to be endured because of that. And for him to still come out and, like, have this bitterness is just very, very odd to me. Tristan, any last words or can I move on? Alex Smith. Thank you for what you did for us, pre-injury and post-injury. Thank you for what you did because we were on a we were on a six-game winning streak uh, that season that he got injured. So we appreciate you for all that you've done. I've been a fan of you your entire career. I felt like you had a raw deal in San Francisco. I'm I was glad to see you be a consistent playoff winning uh, playoff winning quarterback in in, in uh, Kansas City, and enjoy retirement, man. That's really all I got. Just enjoy retirement. But let this go. Let this go. You're tuned in to Rolling with Ramos, episode 117.2 of them things because we're giving you two parts of it. We're getting dizzy. The Jay Hanna edition. I'm the one they call Mikel. That's Tristan. That's Mark. Make sure you drop those comments down below. Make sure you talk to us if anybody's saying hi because I see a lot of people on Facebook saying hi to me. I can't talk to you in real time. But hey, how you doing? Tell the family I said what's up. Love you. Anyways, we move down to the NBA. This guy, I can do it all. We take us back down 95 South. We're going to stay in the nation's capital. Russell Westbrook stands himself in Wizards post-game presser after their win over Stephen Curry's Warriors. Shout out to him and that tear he's been having lately. But Russ feels as though he's been having a good one, too. Wizards star Russell Westbrook self-hypes himself after beating the Warriors while wearing a t-shirt with his face on it. The Washington Wizards managed to contain the Red Hot Golden State Warriors. They registered a 118-114 victory over the visiting Warriors. What is even more impressive is that they managed to apply breaks on the unstoppable force that Stephen Curry was in the month of April. Wizards held Curry to 18 points, restricting his shooting for, to 7 of 25 from the floor. Russell Westbrook had yet another all-rounder performance as he scored 14 points, grabbed 20 rebounds, and dished 10 assists. Russell Westbrook is one of the league's most heavily criticized players. After having a slow start to the season, Russ is back to putting up his usual numbers. He is averaging 21.8 points, 10.9 rebounds, and 10.9 assists per game for the season. After the game, Russ had a press interview for the ages. His bold clothing choices totally matched with his monster stat line. 
In the press conference, Russ praised himself while talking to the media. Russ did the interview while wearing a shirt with Russ printed across it. He is the first player ever to have 25 plus triple doubles in four different seasons. Y'all keep talking about Russell Westbrook. He said keeps talking about. He says keep talking about me. I don't play for championship. I'm playing for me, basically. What's going on in DC? Are we liking it? Are we loving it? Are we hating it? I mean, they're beating the teams they're supposed to beat. I'm glad they're being competitive. I'm still waiting for the playoffs to see what they're gonna do in the East. How are we feeling the Wizards in the Eastern Conference, Mark? Russell Westbrook, he still can't be undone. Talk about consistency back, huh? Shall we? Yeah, so the Wizards have had a love-hate relationship with them this year. I think uh, we all started have. off. Huh? <laughs> what you say? But then we all had him. We oh, all had yeah, him. yeah. So um, I said before the year that I think they're a playoff team. And then obviously after the first quarter of the season, I'm like, yeah, I was wrong with that. This team is not a playoff team at all. They're they're not just they're terrible defensively. Scott Brooks needs to go. They're they're not that deep. I was I was I gave up on them. I was like, they're done. They're done. And now recently they're what on a six-game winning streak right now, I believe. And they're balling. They're playing better defensively. Uh, Bradley Beal's being more efficient. Russell Westbrook's being more efficient, minus last night. So I, I think uh, they should at least make the play-in game, which is going to help them a lot because obviously it's the first 10 seeds in each conference get the chance to make the play-in. So I think they will be one of those top 10 teams. Now, will they make the final eight? It depends on who they got to play in that playing game. I'm not sure. But we'll see. But, I mean, they're playing good basketball. If I'm in D.C. right now, I would feel encouraged because they're, they're playing really good ball on both ends of the court. He sounds like Kelsey. Why are we, are the, why are we the Grim Reapers of the, of the Wizards? And everybody else is like, yippee. And we're like, oh, okay, sure, this is great. However, it's great, been here. Fans back in, <laughs> it's glad to see fans back in, the, back in the seats, and they got a good one. Tristan, the Wizards, Russ. He's doing what we trust him to do. Triple double. He's getting back to his ways. You believe it? Do I believe in him or do I believe in the team? Because that's two different answers. I mean, two different answers. Pick your poison. Do I believe in Russell Westbrook? Yeah, because he's got the greatest motor in the NBA today still. Uh so yeah. And I mean Russ Russ could do anything that he wants to set his mind to and do it. No one's he, he is the unstoppable force. On the basketball court. As far as for the Wizards, I mean, look, man, I, look, okay. I'm happy that they're winning. I'm happy that they're doing their thing. You know, they're on TV and not looking, to, you know, not embarrassing themselves. But if you're going to, you're going to kind of tell me that I need to be like all in with the Wizards kids, that's not happening. Like, that, I just can't, I can't give in. I can't, I can't get myself to that place where I'm like, yeah, because so many times before, you know, we've been let down. Like, you know, I mean, y'all understand. Listen, we've been in we've been in TV newsrooms when the Wizards are great, and we're thinking everything is great, everything is well, and then you right in the middle of a cat of a newscast, and you just see them getting their the beats break off. I mean, it's just a beating that they're taking. You're just sitting there like, man, we gotta go and talk about this now. Like, I just I, I've been on that roller coaster way way too long. I'm happy that they're doing what they're doing. Kudos to. Kudos to them. Um, is it definitely makes the trade? I'll say that it definitely makes the trade look better. Yeah, I will say that with what's going on in Houston and what the Wizards are doing, it definitely makes the trade look better for sure. But Russell Westbrook, I have I have no doubt that he was going to be 
be who he is. So, you know, shouts to, to wrestling. Everything you described of being in the newsroom and then having this thing of just watching the Wizards implode, I think that just describes what it means to be a fan of everything in the DMV. Um, <laughs> I don't need you to tell me about my team. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words about the team formerly known as the Redskins and the Wizards, you can't tell me nothing because you don't know true pain until you finish with Nation's You don't. So, um, run with that. Run tell that, as Martin would say. Speaking of streaks, and, and this is great for basketball. This is great for sports because you can't have a story franchise like them just be just implode for years and years upon years. Spike Lee won a seat back. But guess what? Because guess what? According to the New York Daily News, the Knicks beat the Hawks, right? And because they beat the Hawks in overtime, right, they have now won eight straight. Now, we revisited this a long time ago, and everybody was just saying this is cute. But they keep they're, they're doing the thing in Madison Square Garden. After he bulldozed, sidestepped, and, side, and stepped back his way to 40 ports, Julius Randle, that's that mama mentality. See, you you can't play next to Kobe and don't have and, and it only eventually come out some way, somehow. Julius Randle had four words to say. New York, we here. That's an exclamation point. He said it in a walk-off interview. The Knicks are ahead of schedule. They haven't arrived yet, but they're further along the track than expected when the season started. That track probably never included a stop at the Eastern Conference's number four seed, but the Knicks will gladly take the detour. Their 10-point win over the Atlanta Hawks on Wednesday moved them to their highest spot in the standings since Carmelo Anthony led the Knicks to the number two seed in 2013. I think we've exceeded everybody else's expectations, but we know what we can do now, said R.J. Barrett. We know who we are. And we're showing it every night, and we're going to continue to do that, continue to stay together, and that's all that's important. The Red Hot Knicks. Nice caption, Tristan. How you feel about it, Mark? Yeah, it's exciting. Uh, like you said, the NBA – LeBron even tweeted this today, I believe. He said the NBA is better when the Knicks are, are winning, you know, because obviously it's the mecca of sports, mecca of basketball, the Garden, it's New York, Spike Lee – you know, we know all the superlatives that come with the New York Knicks and New York basketball. So it's great to see Julius Randle. And I've been seeing people say this, and I, you got to mention him. He's, he should be an MVP candidate. Like, there's no doubt about it. He should be at least in the top five for MVP candidate because who saw the Knicks being a top four seed? I mean, do you know? Do you even think they're going to make the playoffs this year in the top four right now? And Julius Randle's playing at a high, high level. So he needs some more MVP love, especially with all these guys going down to injuries. Pretty open. I mean, outside of Jokic and probably Embiid, you could probably say he's the third MVP candidate right now. Mm. You can make a strong case for that. So I think it's great to see, man. I love seeing the big market teams do well. You know, I know people from small markets don't want to hear that, but it's just better for the brand all around, man. When you got teams in New York, L.A., even uh, D.C. to a certain extent, Florida, Texas, Chicago, all them teams doing good. It's good to see. Not to mention, is it good to see them being able to play good in their own arenas? But it makes everybody want to go play with them. If you, if you, if you listen to all the legends and the great, some of the best games you've seen, even if it was from the opposing team, has been in Madison Square Garden. You can't shake LeBron's 50. You can't shake Kobe's 50. You can't. Carmelo and what he was able to do. 
people zion now has joined the list people love playing in madison square garden when it's jumping Tristan. yeah for sure yes for sure Tristan. Uh, i think i think i think lebron and you and mark even said it best it just it's better for the league if the Knicks are relevant. It, it's just better. It's better if, if Chicago ever gets relevant like that. It's better. You, we remember when the Knicks had Carmelo and the boys, and Chicago had Derrick Rose and um, had um, uh, Joe Kim Noah and all those cats. Like, that was exciting basketball when them franchises were like – Playoff contending teams, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, especially for the Knicks, um, and and you know, I <laughs> I hate to say this, I, I apologize to Knicks fans. I do, I do, because I don't, I don't want to. Don't go back to the draft. I don't want to reopen the room. I don't want to reopen the room. But could you imagine? Could you imagine what it would have looked like if Zion was there? Could you imagine Zion running that offense? With with the way that that Julius Randle is playing, I mean, you just have other pieces around. Like, I mean, I look, I like RJ Barry. RJ Barry keeps coming along nicely. No, it's it's no it's no slack to him. But could you imagine watching Zion in a Knicks uniform doing what he's doing down there in New Orleans? Like that would just that would just take it over, make it over the top. But this is or, the thing. or even or even John Morant. Yeah, or even yeah. John Morant, or even John, you're absolutely right. Even if it was John Morant, I mean, it just it would be crazy to see that right now. But I, one thing with, with the Knicks, with uh, with Thibodeau, he's always going to preach defense. All of his teams, he preaches defense. It's always about defense. It's always about hard nosed playing. And you have the kind of team that are a bit of they're a bit of rough riders. Like it's no like flashy person, you know, superstar person or whatever. It's just a bunch of rugged guys going out there and just going bang. That is a Thibodeau ready-made squad. So I remember when they signed him, when they signed Thibodeau to be the coach, I thought that was brilliant because he's going to bring that kind of tough New York mentality to that squad. And and clearly they've bought into him. It's 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 amazing. It's amazing to see. I'm happy for New York. I mean. I, it needed the Knicks needed to be relevant. Even as much as Brooklyn got the stars over there in Brooklyn, it's it's just not the same if it's not the Knicks. If we're taking a page out of keeping Dan Snyder from the field, Dolan, you can't even mess this one up neither. Stay your behind. Wherever I ain't heard your name, wherever you at, just stay where you at. Thing. Don't come out. We don't need you to play. Just just stay there. Free yep. Charles Oakley, let him back in Madison. Let him back in, yes. Let him back in the garden for sure. And if we could take it back, it's been it's been nice to watch the Knicks. I mean, back I was a big fan of when they was going back and forth fighting the Miami Heat. Shout out to Larry Johnson. Shout out to Mark Jackson. Fact. Shout out to Silent Assassin, the light skinned brother. It's always a light skinned brother. Shout out to Allen Houston. Last <laughs> but not least, if we're going back to the West, gentlemen. Anthony Davis, after a nine-week absence, he is set to make his return. That will be tonight against Dallas. What does that do for the Lakers now? If they, as they try to stay afloat and keep, and, and what some would say, keep that championship hoisting alive. I don't care what they do in Brooklyn. I don't care what they do anywhere else. Lakers in six. <laughs> Lakers in six. 
Anthony Davis is back, fellas. How we feel about it? Yeah, so, you know, I'm, I'm in L.A., so I'm pretty close to the situation out here. Um, I think it's great. They're in a great position, honestly, to look at the standings, the way it's setting up right now. It's setting up perfectly for the Lakers because right now they're the five seed, and they got, like, a couple games over Portland. And Denver's the four seed, and they're pretty much locked in at the four seed, I, I believe. So the Lakers will love to play Denver in the first round without Jamal Murray. Trust me. And then <laughs> – in the second round, you'll play Utah because they're the one seed. You'll play Utah in the second round. Utah cannot beat the Lakers in four games. I'm sorry. So the Lakers, if this sets up the way it is right now, you get Denver in the first round, Utah in the second round, they're pretty much walking to the conference finals as far as I'm concerned, if they're healthy. So things for LeBron and AD to be out so long – they fell into a great spot. I mean, you couldn't ask to be in a better situation. Obviously, it sucks that Jamal Murray's out, but that benefits the Lakers in the first round if you play Denver. I'm hey, sorry, but that's just how it is. So the Lakers are in a great position, and I'm looking forward to see AD back. I know he's on a minute minutes restriction, so they're going to walk him back in. But, uh, yeah, they should be able to keep their head above water. I mean, they've been doing that already, even without AD. I'm kind of surprised how well they've been playing in the absence of LeBron and AD. They've been around 500, a little bit over 500. So with AD now, I think it can also extend LeBron's rest maybe another couple games or a week or two because LeBron's going to be LeBron. I don't think he needs too many games to get back into the flow. As long as he gets about a good, i say, five games in before the playoffs, they'll be fine. But but when you talk about that timeline and a lot of people saying that they 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 had the luck of the Irish, if you will, last year, and and they and and and, and then they didn't play anybody. This whole setting in the bubble, it was all a, a masterpiece set up for what they had to win because they needed to win it for Kobe and all this, this and that. A lot of people saying that that championship wasn't theirs to win, that they didn't win it. If they do the same thing and if they keep that track record, and a lot of people say they didn't play anybody as they did not last year, what do you say to those people? I mean, what I say to some people is, the Clippers, how about you close out a 3-1 lead? <laughs> I mean, if you win, if you take care of business, then you would play the Lakers. That's not the Lakers' fault. They can't control that. I mean, they can't control the Bucks or the Sixers not coming out of the East. I mean, that's not their problem. You can only play who who's in front of you. So that's a bunch of baloney to me. Yep. I mean, Mark just preached it. I mean, we could do the benediction. Mark just preached the <laughs> word right there. They can't control what is happening around them. All they can control is what's going on with the purple and gold. That is it. That is all. We we shouldn't even have been talking. We shouldn't even have been talking about the Nuggets in the Western Conference Finals last year. The Clip. Everyone said it was the Clippers. Everyone said it was the Clippers, and they they blew the lead. That's on them. That's on them. There was no secret purple and gold agent going around. Tripping up people' ankles and stuff for the Clippers. There, there was no, there, there was no secret uh, 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 sabotage of games or nothing like that. I didn't get the job done. The Lakers got the job done. All they did was play who was in front of them. It didn't matter how it got there, whatever. All they did was play who was in front of them. It's not the fault. It's not. It's not the fault. Like you said, 
The Bucks should have been the ones to, to face whoever it was in the finals. The Bucks didn't do it, couldn't get past, couldn't get past Miami. That's why I keep telling people I'm not high on Giannis. Giannis right now is almost on Pete on, on uh Paul George status as far as I'm concerned. You do everything in the regular season, come playoff time, I can't find you. I don't understand that. I don't have no sympathy for anybody or anything. Y'all could call that title whatever you want. At the end of the day, hey, LeBron, he's got he's working on number five. That's that's all I know. LeBron's working on number five. And I don't want to hear about, oh, how easy it was or whatever, blah, blah, blah. I don't want to hear none of that. Because last I checked, LeBron beat a 73-19. Last I checked, for a little over a decade now, LeBron has always been in the finals. The one time that he was not in the finals was the year before last when he was injured in the regular season and didn't come back and play for the rest of the year. That's the only time. If LeBron's in the finals, it's almost guaranteed. If LeBron's in the playoffs, it's almost guaranteed he's in the finals. It's been that way for over a decade. So everybody can quit crying, quit whining. All y'all creating all these super teams to stop one man. He's 36. He's 36. Y'all have done nothing to stop him. I don't want to hear anything about that. So, like you said, it could be Brooklyn Nets, New York, uh, uh, New York Nets, Space Nets. <laughs> the Monster Nets, it could be whatever. Lakers and Six. That's all I got to say. I ain't going to hold y'all. A, a couple of weeks back, what was this? I want to say it was around whenever the Bucks played the Clippers. And I'm and I and I'm flipping the channel and I see the Clippers. I'm like, and everybody's on Twitter, and I'm like, damn, the last time I talked about the Clippers. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. For what that was supposed to be. Everybody, everybody talking about Paul George. What Paul George doing? I don't care what Paul George does in the regular season. That's never been my concern. What is he going to be? Is he going to be pandemic P? Is he going to be playoff P? I've yet to see playoff P. Yet, but we've seen pandemic P in all its glory. So that's that's all I care about. What you want to go like in the playoffs, Paul? Ain't nobody saying nothing about you in the regular season. We know you a dog. Ain't nobody saying nothing about you in the regular season. But come playoff time. Let me see what you're going to look like. That's all That's all I want to know. And somebody put an APB out on Kawhi Leonard. Somebody put an APB out on Kawhi. I ain't heard nothing about Kawhi. I ain't heard nothing about Kawhi in, in the past month. I ain't heard a single note from Kawhi Leonard. So I want to know what, what's all that about. I mean, that that's all I, that's, that's all I care is what you're going to do in the playoffs. Because the last time I saw the Clippers, what we said, Clippers going to clip. And that's what they did. They clipped. So that's all I want to know. I, I, I don't care about none of this other stuff that they're talking about with the Lakers. Y'all need to be talking about the Clippers and they're slacking off. Y'all need to talk about the Brooklyn Nets to see if they're going to mesh together when they get in the playoffs because the Big Three has yet to play a significant amount of time together. KD still tweeting, being salty because he don't get enough love. They don't love you like LeBron, KD. Get over it. You know, he's still tweeting, being salty. I don't want to hear none of that. I don't hear none of that. Come playoff time when the king returns and he's gonna put put down the hammer again, the hammer and hammer again, and be a champ again. And all y'all just gotta bow to the king. That's it. I don't know about Brooklyn. Uh, every time you turn around, what are them little dummies that every time you tick them, something happens to them? Kevin Durant's body's starting to look like that. James Harden's gotten out of the situation. He can't play. He's hurt now, and. He wanted that MVP so bad. Of course you wanted this year. You don't got to take the blame for the team tanks. 
I'm sick of you. I've been sick of James Harden for a very long time. Yes, you have. Anyways, uh, and Kevin and Kyrie Irving, as long as he keeps playing well, everybody doesn't care about the sabbaticals he takes. And granted, he's taking them rightly, but we can't have you doing that. <laughs> we tried to get this chip. Anyway, you right. The show is over. And I got you out a little earlier than I said I would. I'm a woman of my word, sir. Mark, <laughs> if you enjoy free publicity, because this is free, that spells it. Tell everybody where they can find you, all your beautiful work, how they can keep up with you. I don't know if you was in Tristan's closet or he was in yours. Y'all both y'all wearing blue. Um, <laughs> <laughs> tell us where they can find you. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. I hope you're not a stranger. Uh, no, I'm good. Appreciate you guys. Uh, you guys can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Mark A. Gunnels. Mark A. Gunnels on every platform. That's where I post like all my articles, my podcast, which you can find my podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Our Heart Radio, wherever you get your podcast, type in Mark My Words Sports. Put the sports at the end for copyright reasons mark my words sports and with this all said and done tristan i say goodbye to you for a couple of weeks send me a picture at least you know what i'm saying <laughs> uh i had to south beach tomorrow i see uh, don't don't ask me because i ain't gonna tell you okay i just, I just gonna go <laughs> and i'm gonna enjoy this little vacation it's 54 degrees in maryland today yeah, I'm 54. looking forward to that, Andy. I don't know what the hell happened to the weather in April, but we woke up and it was winter. So I'm, <laughs> I'm looking forward to this trip. Tristan, thank you very much. We got some talking to do, but we will see you. I know everybody will be happy to have you back. I'm going to say it like I say it every week, and I don't care if it does not rhyme, but it's still mine. I'm Mikkel, like Kevin McHale people. We'll see, I'll see you next week. Tristan, good luck to you, Mark. It was a pleasure. America, on this side. Peace. Peace. Y'all later.